Hey, this is Dean Schweitzer from Tidal Wave, and I'm here to talk with the Enrons about your new favorite song, Deadhead. Hello and welcome to Your New Favourite Song, a podcast brought to you by the Enrons, where each week we will feature a recently released song from an independent artist. My name is Bernard Ennis and I will be your host. Today I'm speaking to Dean Schweitzer of Tidal Wave about their song Deadhead. Hello Dean. Hey, how's it going? Very good, how are I'm you? great, thank you. Nice to see you this evening. A happy New Year, by the way. Uh, still I completely loud, I forgot about that. <laughs> 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 it, it hasn't been quite normal this year, has it? I mean... Yeah, no, no, no. I saw your uh, thing on, on uh, Instagram uh, wishing everybody a happy new year. So I thought, oh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's quite, a nice, uh, quite a nice thing to do. So before the interview, uh, I send the guest a list of questions from which they select three for me to ask them at the beginning of the show in order to get to know them better. So here is the first question for Dean. Mm -hmm. When you die, what do you want to be remembered for? Ooh, um, <laughs> uh, that's that's a really tricky one. I think. Um, hmm. I guess I, I was thinking about this. Uh, okay, this is uh, a bit of a, a bit of a. I don't know, a strange example, but um, okay, very concrete example. So, um, um, so I'm, you know, other than, so music is. I would say music is my passion. However, um, mm -hmm. tennis is my obsession. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know, that's, you know, I, I feel like with music, it's like a, a um, almost like a physical need, something I have to get out yeah, yeah. of me. However, mm -hmm. however, really from, from morning till evening, all I think about is tennis. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just too late to make as a professional tennis player, but I'm just obsessed with the game. Um, so, um, actually last, last, was it last, was Christmas last week? I, I completely forgot now. Two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Two, almost three actually. Two, and um, so I was, um, we, we normally spend uh, Christmas, uh, I normally spend Christmas at my, at my uh, girlfriend's family and she, she comes from Lithuania. So it's, it's pretty cold and, uh, and we, we got a bit lucky because it, it actually snowed. Um, and um, what happened is uh, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that will go and play tennis with zero degrees outside. That's how obsessed yeah, I yeah. am with it. <laughs> um, especially now with the whole lockdown thing, you know, like you, you cannot yeah, go yeah. indoors. So I'm like, okay, let's just go outside and do whatever. So, um, so there was a couple of weeks ago, I went to the tennis court and it had snowed pretty heavily. And at first I thought, oh, crap, I, I cannot play tennis today. And all I was planning on doing was actually just playing by myself. I didn't have a partner or anything like that. And, um, and it just really bothered me because I'm the kind of person, you know, when, when I have a plan, I'm really um, fixated on an idea. I, I want to, you know, I want to go all the way. And, you know, I just couldn't bring myself to not being able to play tennis that day. I had to find a solution. So I went back to my, uh, to my girlfriend's uh, uh, family and I asked them if they had a shovel. 
So I picked up a shovel and I went back to the telescope, which was completely like uh, buried in snow. And I just shoveled the entire tennis court. I just shoveled <laughs> all the snow for an hour so I could play tennis by myself. Um, it, it, and everybody was looking at me. It's like, what is this guy doing? You know, shoveling snow in a tennis court that nobody uses at all during the winter, especially when it's zero degrees outside. Yeah. And... Um, and, you know, it was a bit crazy, but I got to play tennis at the end, and I was really happy. And then, and so just to answer your question, is um, I guess I'm I'm very I'm very stubborn. I think in in uh, that's I, I guess I, I was feeling a bit proud of myself at that particular time, because I thought, okay, no matter what is ahead of me, I'm the kind of person I, I just hate no for an answer. I just absolutely hate no. I believe you can always make things yeah. work. And I really, truly believe that there are no problems. There's only solutions. Uh, and I truly believe that, you know, whatever you've got, if you've got an obstacle, there are ways to work around here, uh, around it. So um, if I was to be remembered for anything, I guess, at the end is, and that's, that's the word that I value a lot, a lot is, is perseverance. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I think that you know, I, I guess like it sounds very pessimistic, but I guess the, the 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 older you grow, the more disillusioned you become with lots of things in life, and you realize that nobody is ever going to come for you or to help you out, or you know, you, you're by yourself essentially. And as an artist, I yeah. think we can all relate to that. You know, like you know, no, nobody's waiting for you, nobody's coming to help you out. No, you know, unless you're the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, even they weren't. You know. Exactly. They started out as nobody. Exactly. Um, yeah. So you you really have to you know you really have to forge a certain character. You have to have a very thick skin uh, to make it as an artist. And I think um, that's something that I I had to develop a lot, and I tried to apply in in, in lots of areas of my life. Uh, but yeah, I guess I guess that's that's uh, and and music has really taught me that. At least you know when you're trying to do. Something a bit serious with music and marketing yourself as an artist is such a competitive field that perseverance yeah. is all you have. You know, once that's gone, uh, of course, the love of music is the most important thing. We can all agree on that. But in yeah. terms of you know um, making a mark as an artist and and people discovering your music and you marketing your music, uh, it's 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 tough, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to get out of bed yourself and do it. Exactly, exactly. Opportunity will knock at your door. Uh, but you have to really lay the path down for it to find your door to knock on. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, um, yeah I guess yeah. that's 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 one of the things that I would like to be remembered for. And and I was thinking at that particular moment, I was, yeah. a, a, I'm very rarely proud of myself, but I was proud of myself then. And I thought, okay, uh -huh. when I have kids, that's at least one thing that I would really like to pass on to them. You know, like. Believe, believe yeah. in yourself. If you want something and you're ready to work a lot for it, it will happen. Yeah. But it will be hard. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think that's also why people say it's you know you have to do something you love. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, because if you don't love it, you won't be able to persevere even when it's not you know it's not going your way. If it's really something that's a passion that you think strongly about, then you can get over all of the the barriers and 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 do that extra bit of work that you need to do, you Absolutely. know? So that's nice. I thought for a minute you were going to say you wanted to be remembered for, you know, this this hero uh, uh, deed, the heroic deed of clearing a tennis a tennis pitch in uh, in Lithuania. But uh, yeah. no, for perseverance is, is, is a really great one. So if we're talking about perseverance and we're going on to like failures, mm -hmm. 
uh, things that are in your path and you know, where you have to persevere through. Well, and which failure have you learned the most from? Uh, that's that's also a hard one. But I guess uh, I guess the hmm, um, I guess the song uh, the 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 question kind of um, really resonates with me because um, I, I guess I don't know. I, I, I feel like this is something that, again, lots of artists are in any field are experiencing a lot. I think, um, as, as you say, as soon as you you want something and you're a bit passionate about something, especially you know, um, as a musician or any kind of artist, of course, you, you want you want to share your art with as many people as possible, um, and therefore, inevitably, you're going to encounter so much failure, right? Um, mm -hmm. And it's about you know, again, like I was saying, it's about you know developing having a thick skin and also starting to and I'm 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 very guilty of having done that and I'm really working on myself a lot to change what the idea what the, the meaning of the world what what the meaning of the word failure actually is and I'm finally a little bit coming to terms because it's a word that I've been using a lot and um, I'm very guilty of lots of negative self-talk. And I know that um, mm -hmm. that's also something that I've been, uh, I've been talking uh, a lot more over the last year, you know, like uh, mental health uh, with musicians, you know, and me included, because uh, I've, I've been suffering a little bit from, from that kind of uh, negative self-talk. And I'm trying to get out of it and, and seeing, really trying to see that there is, eventually that there, are, there is literally no failure uh, in in anything, you know, it's 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 only it's on it's always a lesson, right? Uh, it's never failure, always a lesson, um, <laughs> and that's not something that I would have said not even a, a year ago. <laughs> uh, okay, I mean, do you do you tend to have, uh, do you tend towards uh, let's say negative self image or negative uh, thought or more like a depressive or uh, a little or, bit of everything? I would say a little bit of everything you just mentioned. Um, <laughs> I think I think it's just um, I think it's just like everything you know. You're a musician, so you obviously and as, as as artists, we care so much about about our yeah. art, right? And we mm -hmm. we we love it at first, and then we hate it, and we love it again, and we think we scrap it, and then it, it's it's just a completely crazy process, right? The creative process is is completely yeah. bonkers, right? Um, um, and then you know, like. You know, sometimes I feel like uh, maybe I actually just want this one person to tell me good work. You know, like I, I, maybe, yeah. I, I don't necessarily need 10,000 people to tell me this is amazing. But you got that one person that says, look, I believe in you. I believe in you. This was good. And you're like, yeah, yeah. All right, then. Th those like thousands of hours <laughs> you know, were not completely wasted, right? All those bleeding fingers. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, and yeah, trying to get out of that negative self talk. I think I think it's it's really hard for me, at least uh, nowadays. I think you know, social media is this you know uh, necessary evil. You need it to yeah. get out there to promote yourself to connect with an audience. However, you if you can harness it, like harness the power of it, and just use it exclusively as a tool. And completely leave out the whole comparison game and looking at the streaming numbers and, you know, this artist looks better than I do. They do better songs. They work with these producers. They have more money. They, you know, like this is, I mean, yeah. I find it incredibly toxic. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's, it's very hard not to get sucked into it, right? Uh, it's, it's right in your face all the time. 
Yeah, and also we're you know um, as an independent artist, you kind of almost you know you're forced to do all of that yourself. I mean, it's not just creating your art; you have to. I mean, if you yeah, you know, if you're just quite happy to sit in your bedroom and play guitar or you know with a few friends, and fine. But if you really want to make uh, something of it and you want to uh, promote it, you want to put it out into the world, then that's a really, you know, like you said, a necessary evil. Mm. You know, you have to do it. And um, I mean, I think, uh, you know, look at, I, I was looking at your Instagram page and I think, oh, that's, and then I, then I start to compare myself, you know, it's like the worst thing you can do eh, is compare yourself. Like, oh, fucking hell, they're really good. Oh, excuse my French. <laughs> but it's like, oh yeah, it looks, oh yeah, it looks, you know, it's, it's like really professional. And, and then, you know, I can think, well, hey, they're doing a really good job and I can learn from that. So I kind of thought, oh, I can, you know, I can learn from how you're doing it, what's, you know, what are the tricks and what are the things you can also share on this podcast? Mm. You say, well, this is what we've done that's worked or this is what we did that completely bombed. Absolutely. No, I, I completely agree with you uh, with what you're saying right there. And, and like, yeah, if you can make that switch from, yeah, maybe, you know, envy or feeling like you're not good enough and if you can change yeah. that, to uh, using it as as inspiration and say, okay, how how did that guy do that? You know, who, you yeah. know, and and of course, what's always really hard is that you know, um, it's like everything, right? The, the 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 better you become at it, the more you realize how much work is still ahead of you, right? Because <laughs> um, you think, oh yeah. wow, that's how they did it, and you realize how much work it is, and you think, oh shit, like. I thought I was working so hard already. And I still have to do yeah, all yeah. this stuff. But I will tell you one thing that yeah. I found really, really interesting. Um, um, because this this kind of compare, you know, and again, I'm, I'm you know, uh, I, I'm right in the process of dealing with all that kind of stuff and trying to improve um, my outlook on things and my mental health. But um, because I do exactly the same thing that you, that you just uh, uh, explained a second ago. I look at other artists and say, oh, right, they're, they're quite good. And, oh, they do this and they do that. And I, I start to feel crap about myself, of course, because I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, wow, yeah. my thing looks so unprofessional compared to this. Um, yeah. And the interesting thing is I'm, I was speaking very briefly to um, an artist from a band that I really like. And in comparison to, to what I do, I mean, you know, they, they've been on lots of tours internationally. They're on a label. I mean, they've got the whole thing going. Like, I would say at this stage of my career, I would be very happy with where they are. And the crazy yeah. thing is that uh, that person I was speaking to, so the, the singer of that band, uh, was in the same mindset that we just talked about now. So he was still comparing himself with those bands that are more successful than him, more popular, making more money, yeah. touring with bigger artists. And so it really, you know, it made me realize that this, this comparison, it just will never end. You know, it, it just never yeah. ends. It doesn't matter. You could probably become the, the, the biggest artist in the world and still feel unsatisfied uh, until you really sort out your head, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, when you start to compare, you've already—you actually, you can only lose from a comparison, yeah. Because it's basically that need for a comparison comes from a um, a lack in yourself, or or something that you're not to, not satisfied in yourself. So that comparison comes from there. So you can only ever lose in a comparison. Absolutely. You know that you're setting yourself up to fail every single mm -hmm. time. 
Um, I mean, I learned that as well, um, quite the, you know, the hard way. Mm. And um, I think the thing, nice thing about this podcast actually is whenever I reach out to somebody and I ask them questions, it's like, oh yeah, sure, you know. And nobody's really comparing. Nobody actually, nobody's comparing themselves with you because they're all they're all worried about their own their own selves, their own, own you know dissatisfaction. So you know, that's that's. Uh, I think it's universal in, in the human condition. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. I think that's that's one big thing for me. Like, uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, the whole failure thing doesn't, I guess, doesn't really exist. It's always ever going to be a lesson. And if you can just, yeah, I guess that's it. The only comparison that truly matters is comparing yourself to where you were, you know, a week, a month, a year ago. Yeah. And, and the problem is, like, we're so involved in the process we so we, we just look right in front of ourselves that it's you know every once in a while if you actually do take the time to look back you're like oh wow actually you know it's uh, <laughs> i'm much further than, yeah. I, than i used to be right but uh we're always so focused on the yeah. future right so yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> well i mean I, i'm going to ask you a third question um but actually i'm well, I'll ask you it anyway, but I quite want to come back to the uh, to the social media sure. thing. For, but we can come back to that in a minute. Um, the third question is: Have you ever met your idol or someone you revere greatly? Which is also kind of on this topic of, you know, uh, you were saying putting somebody up on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever met somebody your idol? Um, um, that's a, that's a very good question. Um, yes and no. I've uh, we've been. You know, pretty lucky to uh, to open for some, I mean, pretty established artists uh, in our genre, uh, and um, so so I would say yes and no. Um, I haven't met the those guys that you know that that, that I almost consider <laughs> gods. <laughs> you know, like those guys that that really kind of influenced me so much. You know, um, I, I have this. I have this playlist on Spotify that I created. I created just for myself, uh, called uh, God Tier Songs. You know, like those. <laughs> you know, I feel like I don't know if you've ever felt that. I feel like there's those songs that you feel you, you will never be able to write them yourself unless you have this moment yeah. of grace. You know, like it's like it's almost this untouchable thing. Like it's so much above yeah. everything else. Um, and some artists have been lucky to write some of those songs and you think, wow, it must be amazing to meet those people, you know? Um, so I haven't met those people, but I've met people that were pretty successful in my genre. And, um, and all I can say is that, uh, some of them were really nice down to earth people and it was great. And some of them just like in real life, completely ignored me <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh, so um yeah it was uh it was uh yeah a non non meeting i guess um <laughs> so so i'm not sure about the whole yeah i guess i guess the problem with the whole um you know they say never to meet your idols right um okay i will i will just give you one one very quick uh anecdote that I thought was really interesting. I hope I, I, hope I don't get into trouble. Um, probably, probably won't be because, you know. But anyways, um, so when I was, I think, about 1920, I worked as, uh, as a roadie in Spain. Um, so we were doing the, 
I was actually doing the the kind of like um, tour circuit in Spain for for local artists, and I, I was driving mm-hmm. the van. And also helping mm-hmm. out with setting up the instruments and all that kind of stuff. And it, it was all like local Spanish artists at the time, except there was this one gig where um, I had to drive the van to the Madrid airport uh, to pick up Deep Purple because oh. they were playing a stadium somewhere in the south of Spain. And I was like, oh my God, I'm, you know, like I'm not particularly a big fan of Deep Purple, but I mean, it's a pretty big name, right? (laughs) Deep Purple, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I just remembered, this was the most awkward moment because uh, I I even took my guitar with me and I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll find a chance to ask them to sign my guitar or something. Um, But it was actually the most non-rock and roll encounter ever. Uh, because I just picked them up from the airport. They just got in the van. We had like a four-hour drive to the venue. And um, I, I, I'm not lying. There's, uh, I think there's five guys in the band. And they didn't speak a word to each other during those four hours. Like, they were literally, all four of them, absolutely silent, doing their own thing. And yeah. I was like, wow, this is... Is, is this it? You know, is this, is this what it's like to be in a band when you're, I don't know how old they were at the time? And are you kind of like, are you hating each other's guts? Or are you so tired of having been with those people for 40 years that you have nothing to say to each other? It was just, a, it was just the most incredible thing. I was like, wow, this was literally nothing. And um, yeah. I think I only got to speak a little bit to their drummer who was kind of like a, a hired drummer just for that tour. And he was, he was a nice guy, but uh, the other um, uh, main core members were kind of just, you know, they just got in, out, not a word, and that was it. Yeah, um, Yeah, for them it's just a taxi. Uh, just a taxi, and I felt, maybe I'm wrong, I felt for them, it was like, all right, they came to work, you know, that's it. Like, yeah. And maybe they don't speak to each other. I have no idea if it was just a one-time thing or it's always like this. But you, you got that vibe that they were here to play their show, get their money, go back home. That was it, you know. And so I was, was, was a bit disillusioned after that. Uh, but, you know, it was a learning experience. So, yeah. But you still uh, stayed in the music business. Yeah, I still stayed in the music business. <laughs> With with tidal wave, yeah, that's uh, is your. Uh, and what's what happened between Spain being a roadie for Deep Purple and tidal wave? Um, just I think um, so. So tidal wave is pretty much. I think I was probably about fourteen years old when I decided that okay, music is is that's it. That's that's my passion. That's my core. That's my soul. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> And I was 14, and at the time it was because of, um, <clears throat> I think it was really Nirvana that for me changed everything. I was, I was into music before. Uh, I really loved, yeah. so but my first big musical discovery was Michael Jackson. I was, and I still am, uh, I still completely adore Michael Jackson till now. Um, but when I discovered rock uh, and Nirvana in particular when I was a teenager, uh, that, that changed everything for me, and I thought, okay, that's it. I want to be in a band. I want to be a singer. I want to write my own songs. I want to play in front of lots of people, etc., etc. Uh, I just didn't realize at the time how 
<laughs> how hard <laughs> it is to have any kind of music career, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And that's and that's something that till now has absolutely never left me, and I guess it never will. I think it's just one of those things. I was trying to explain that to uh, to a friend of mine today. We were talking about money. And, uh, you know, all those things as a musician that you don't want to deal with, you know, like, uh, <laughs> you know, responsibilities and money and all those kind of things. And I, I tried to explain to him, I, I said, you, you don't understand because you are not an artist. And I didn't mean that in a, in a disrespectful way. Yeah. And I said to him, because I have another friend that I had the same conversation with, I said, you don't understand. It's not something that I choose. It's I, I need to get it out of me. It's a physical thing. Like if I cannot yeah. create I am miserable, absolutely miserable. And there's nothing that replaces it. Uh, or the same kind of thing. When you haven't been, I feel for me, when I haven't been on a stage for quite a long time, and now it's been a really long time, um, you know, you, you kind of build that energy and tension inside of you that there's no, there's no quite another release like being on a stage and it just yeah. all comes yeah. out, you know? Um, and so, yeah, that's, uh, I still haven't given that up. I don't think I ever will. I think if, if you're an artist, any kind of artist, you know, writer or painter, whatever it is, you, you don't really have a choice, do you? I mean, it's just, yeah. just part no. of you, right? Yeah. You, yeah. You can't stop it. You can't turn it on and off either. It's like, it's there. It's always there, you know, and sometimes it can be a bit more there than others times, but, uh, it's, it's kind of. Uh, an itch that won't get scratched, you know. Exactly. It's always, it's always there. Exactly. Um, but I mean, you've been, I mean, you've you played. I mean, obviously, I look at the videos. You played to quite a lot of people. They've opened for quite a lot of a lot of big bands. But, and now you've got nothing yeah. in terms of. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. The last year has been nobody's done anything, you know, yeah. in terms of live shows. Yeah. Um, uh, you've, all, I think, you've done some. Uh, you did a, a an acoustic. Live stream, I think. Uh, yeah, that's something. I, some I'd really like to start doing that a little bit more. At, you know, it's just a matter of being disciplined enough to just kind of organize it and say, okay, I'm just going to do it every week, no matter what. Every Friday, I'm going yeah, to do this. Yeah. I think it's just one more thing. Otherwise, yeah, you kind of you kind of get into other things, I guess. But uh, no, I think the last show that we played was yeah July of 2019. So Jeez, that's, that's a long time <laughs> ago. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, you say you say this about the live stream. I mean, it's also part of this whole social media mm. thing. I, I, I mean, we are two. There are two of us, so and um, we're an acoustic duo. So for us to do a live stream is like must be dead easy. But it's like it's just one more thing. You think, exactly. oh God, can I be bothered? I think I, I think the only way is just to say you put it in the calendar and you just get it done, no matter how good it is, no how good, how bad. You just and then yeah. you make a habit out of it, and eventually you'll become better. Uh, I think that's yeah. the only way to do it. But like, like you were saying, I think that the, the problem is <clears throat> that's what people don't really see. Um, at the end, people just see a song, and they're like, "All right, well, it's just a two or three minute song. Okay, fine. You know, okay, it's just a song." Yeah. But you know, like you're describing it, is that um, I, I, even if you had all the time in the world, it's such a, a unrewarding. Uh, it's very rewarding in many ways, but it's a, it's a very. Um, what well, I can't find a word. Um, I can't find a word. It's, I, I don't want to say unrewarding career, but um, it's just it's just very brutal because you know you, yeah. you 
you have to write the music, you have to write the lyrics, you have to find the time to arrange things, you have to record things, you have to do all the work that a label will do for you. So, or, and generally that's a big team, right? You have to find the visuals, you have to find, you have to prepare the promotion, you have to contact a thousand people. And that's what's so, um, that's what's so hard because, you know, um, I'm, I'm honestly trying, I feel like this is what I almost always do with all my time almost goes into the, the, the music. Um, mm-hmm. And the sad part is that the um, uh, strength, I'm still trying to find solutions, right? Is that uh, the actual uh, part that I really enjoy, which is the creating music, is the thing that I do the least of. Uh, that what yeah. I do the most <laughs> of is the promotion, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And, and that's okay to an extent. I, I, I'm interested in, in uh, promotion enough. Uh, it, I find it quite interesting. However, it's just complete and pure grind it's just grind after grind after grind and the problem is like if somebody says well what have you done with all your time you've only released this amount of songs and the problem is like you with all the that promotion stuff you have nothing to show to anyone it's like i've spent countless hours contacting people trying to promote trying to speak about this 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 but there's nothing you can show to people, you know, and yeah. uh, and that's why it's so. Um, I don't find a word, but yeah, whatever. Um, frustrating, frustrating, I think, I guess, is, is because people. It's it's yeah, yeah. it's a treadmill, yeah. it's never ending. And it's super frustrating because you put a lot of work into it, and it gets. Yeah. I guess with the way that things are with social media now, it gets shown with very very few people. And that's very. Yeah. That's the what I was looking for. Disheartening. <laughs> Disheartening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, I mean, yeah. I've put so much work into this thing, and out of those, I don't know how many people are following me on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Uh, unless I pay, and that, that's okay. It's part of the game. I understand. Unless I pay for them to see that content, but the problem is, even if you pay to for them to see that content. You're fighting with so much. I mean, basically, the biggest yeah. currency you have these days is, I mean, the, the, the gold is very much people's attention, right? There is just yeah. so much going on in terms of websites, entertainment, YouTube, music, streaming, everything. So you, you're just fighting for those few seconds of somebody giving you their attention right and um, yeah and and of course you know like and those people that listen to your music they might very much like what you do but they also like a lot of other bands and you can't yeah. blame them for that i mean and i do that selection myself like um i'm i'm you know as an artist i personally i love spotify <laughs> absolutely i love yeah. spotify i'm i'm just so much music on it and but I'm, I'm the exact basic user. I can tell you that I listen to one song. And if it hasn't caught my yeah. attention in the first two or three seconds, I've already made up my mind about it. And I already want to skip to the next one. Uh, yeah. and I'm exactly like a basic consumer, you know. And, uh, and you realize that if I do this, of course, what's, you know, somebody that's not necessarily interested in music what will they do? Of course, they've got to go to their favorite artist. Why would they spend any time with my music? You know what I mean? So. Yeah. yeah, well, that's a good question. That's a good question. Why would they spend any time with your music? And that's what we're here to speak <laughs> about is your music. Yes. Eh? So, so uh, you know, and I mean, I know I see this a lot, you know, 
when I first thought about this uh, podcast, I thought, oh, Christ, who am I going to get onto the podcast? And it's like, it's a never-ending list of really great artists who nobody's ever heard of. You're doing pretty well, uh, Tidal Wave. You've got 500 Spotify listeners, which doesn't sound like a lot, but to anybody who's got a Spotify account, that's a I, lot I struggled people. a lot to get to that number. <laughs> I, I was, I, it's 500 is a lot. Uh, <laughs> people on Spotify don't follow. No. It's not a follow no. culture. No. It's not like Facebook or, or, you know, so to get 500 follows is pretty much. But, you know, as I said, what is it about? Why, why should they listen to Deadhead? Cool video, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, go and watch it. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, go and watch it. Uh, yeah, it's 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 got a lot of uh, it's had a lot of of um, you know reactions, and I guess that's that's what I was going for with that song. I wanted to to create a reaction uh, or or kind of mirror my my reaction to lots of things and the, the way that I see the world in 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 twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one because there there'll be we we can call twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one just one year. I think there'll be no difference between those two yeah. years, right? <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty one is a pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that could be a song title. Yeah. Here you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get it for free on here. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but um, okay, so just to to really get to the bottom of that song, I guess okay, this okay, this is this is the absolute truth. So. I actually wrote that song. Um, it was a reaction to things that I felt already uncomfortable with at the time, uh, but I didn't know why I was uncomfortable about those things. And I remember I wrote this song actually at the time, so I'm, I'm, I'm not very much into politics, but uh, it came when actually Trump was elected. No. Because it was a very, I know, and because it was a kind of a weird time, a lot of things were changing, and all of a sudden, like this thing that felt like really um, this this kind of threat that that Trump represented at the time became real uh, with things like the wall and and all those kind of things and and, and all those <laughs> I mean pretty extreme ideas which are not extreme anymore because now everything has become so normal. It's become so normal to assume and say anything you want on social media, uh, even when it's... Um, not even on social yeah. media, on mainstream television. Yeah, it's, it's become completely... Okay. In the House of the Senate. Yeah, it's become completely okay yeah. to be borderline racist. In, and and uh, I mean, I don't know how we got to this point. I, I think we got to this point because of Trump, actually. Um, but anyway... That's a whole other... Yeah, that's a whole other topic. That's a whole but, other uh, topic, exactly. <laughs> but um, so not that I'm pro against, uh, I didn't really care, but I, I, I just felt this, this climate of uncertainty at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, that created, I just kind of really wanted to release it in writing this kind of like strong and fast song. Um, but, you know, that that's when I wrote the song and I didn't really pursue it any further. Um, I didn't really have anything to say much more than, you know, that's, that's, that's the song that came out at that particular moment. Mm-hmm. And I think... Uh, fast forward four years later, and Trump is going to leave. But fast forward, I think like some of those, I'm a bit more clear about those things that were problematic for me at the time and have become really, for me, very problematic now. And we're talking about issues like climate change, uh, global mm-hmm. warming, pollution, uh, um, uh, animal farming, uh, all those um, animal abuse, lab experiments, all those things, all those topics that have, that have become very dear to me. Uh, over the last couple of years, and and also I think uh, very much analyzing the the the, the society that we're in, uh, the way mm. that the world is going, 
and I guess being scared of where it's headed. Uh, I think that that's the main thing. I think, I, I don't know if you have kids, I don't, uh, but, you know, you, you, inevitably as get, you get older, and I guess the, the day will come where, when I do have kids, you start to think about what kind of world you want to leave uh, for your kids down the line, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, everything kind of indicates that it's not particularly going in the right way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so yeah. are we just going to be the generation that says, oh, well, sorry, I couldn't do anything about it, you know, sorry. Uh, or are we going to say, wait, we can still, maybe we cannot save this, this entire thing, but can we just take a step back and look closely mm-hmm. at what we're doing and can we kind of limit the damage in some kind of way? Because I feel like the way that things, the way that things are going, and I'm, I'm, I'm really actually, I'm, I, I am really, really quite hopeful, and I really truly believe that the younger generation, you know, the, the teenagers of now, uh, the kids of now, they will be the one. First of all, they will, they will suffer the consequences of everything that's been happening, but they will be the one really changing things. Uh, but yeah. it depends, wh- yes, it depends which yeah. way we want to go. Like I said, do we just want to go, oh, sorry. Uh, or, you know, can we just already open the path for this new generation to try to change? Them? Well, I think I'm probably about 20 years older than you are. So uh, for me, you're the yeah. younger generation, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm <really laughs> but I also have a son who's 14. and I, But I also see how he is in terms of awareness of world, the, the condition that the world is in, things like, um, like climate change, for instance, but also politics, mm. you know, racism, gender issues, animal uh, welfare, mm. or issues. And that's 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 been that's the great side, and the and the that's what's great and also difficult for me, at least, uh, with social media, is that um, you know, on on the one hand, you know, whenever I see something that really calls my attention, I think, oh, this this is wrong, like you say, could be any kind of issues. Um, you know, um, uh, animal cruelty or, or yeah, like you say, gender equality or any kind of issues that's, that's quite problematic these days. You know, um, the internet is this great platform where you can share and you can comment and that raises awareness for all those causes. Uh, but at the same time, you have to try to find a way to distance yourself from that so it doesn't affect you too much because I think that that's the problem. I tried to tackle quite a few of those issues in the video for Deadhead. And um, and that was also k- kind of hard because, you know, it, it feels like once you scratch the surface of one little thing, you, you just completely mm-hmm. open a big can of worms. And like you say, um, when I was a teenager, up until actually not so long ago, you, you really have no idea of any of those things. But once once you discover what's really going on, and we had we had yeah. as young young adult or a teenager, we had no access to any of that stuff. That, that stuff wasn't visible. You had absolutely no idea. Uh, and all of a sudden, it's all there for you to see. And you have to try to be uh, not also not, not too affected by it, even though I find, I find it very tough personally. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to kind of express with a video for Deadhead of it's a, it's a very, um, you know, uh, I guess you would call it satirical video, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm showing things that are very pretty grim, uh, but I'm mm-hmm. smiling and laughing the whole time to, to create that paradox in the video, of course. That's, that's the, that was the effect I was looking for. Um, 
it's more of a grimace than a laugh. Yeah. If I, you know, <laughs> yeah. you see you with his baseball bat and uh, <laughs> licking the baseball bat and stuff. It's a bit like, uh, oh, this is quite hardcore, you know. It's, um, I kind of wanted... It looks like you're having fun, don't get me wrong. It looks like you're having fun doing it, that's the thing. Yeah. But it's also... Uh, uh, quite grim. It, it's yeah. That was that, that was that, that was definitely what I was I was what I was going for is, is presenting something grim and um, you know laughing at it. No, and of, of course I'm not laughing at the situation at all. But you know it goes with the whole idea of of deadhead and just just doing things on autopilot with, without ever questioning mm-hmm. things or without even thinking why is this wrong. You know I mean for me I'm I still honestly cannot comprehend bullfighting in 2020 it's just the cruelest thing that exists and i understand that and what always comes up is in the end it's always money and tradition but of course Mm -hmm. you know if we were always defending everything with tradition we would say well you know we've we always had slaves so you know that was why, why should we change that but you know when you have things that are so blatantly wrong um, and, you know, again, we're talking about a minority of people here, of course, but, you know, we're talking about something that's still allowed and generates a lot of money, which is why lots of people don't want to let it go. Uh, but it, it, it uh, those images, sometimes it ju- I cannot quite express how, how sad it makes me, you know, because <laughs> I guess in the case of, of humans, uh, of course, if we take out children, um, uh, most people can kind of defend themselves. I always feel with animals, you know, we have to be their voice. They don't have a voice. Does a bull want to be in a ring in front of 10,000 people getting slaughtered? You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. we don't stop this kind of thing, who's going to do that? You know, it's... Uh, so I find those things really hard for me personally to watch. But also I feel that we have to show them and we have to share it so people realize that... Yeah. You know, the more people see it, the more people decide that this is wrong, the more we can end those kind of practices. Yeah. That's the way I see things. It reminds me very much of um, a discussion I, I had with uh, David Thompson quite a few episodes ago, actually about God. Uh, and the idea is, well, if you try to explain to somebody, an adult, these ideas about God, they would probably say, what are you talking about? And it's exactly the same with bullfighting. If you go to Spain as an adult and you see it, you can't ignore the fact that it's completely cruel. But because you've grown up with it, it's part of your culture, it's part of your identity, then it's very difficult to take a distance from it. And I think that's the uh, the service that um, internet and social media has, is that it makes it, a, you cannot ignore it. It's there all the time. And to ignore it is actually just to close your eyes and really just, you have to, you know, consciously not want to 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 go there. And I think for my generation, maybe for your generation, we didn't have the, uh, you know, my son can't believe that I didn't, you know, the, the iPhone is like not even as old as he is, you know? And he's like, when I was a kid, we didn't have telephones even, not iPhones or computers. or you know, it's like, we just did not have access to the kind of information that you had. So it's easy, uh, easy. It's excusable that we didn't know about things like that, mm-hmm. you know? But these days, you know, it's there all the time. And to to ignore it is, you have to consciously take the decision to ignore it. Absolutely, yeah, I completely agree with you. <laughs> right, so we've <laughs> <laughs> so we've set the world to rights. <laughs> 
And now we're going to talk about your song. Oh. Because, I mean, uh, it, it, I was, yeah, was going to talk, talk about, talk about parties about. and booze, but there are no parties and there is no booze at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so why else is there to do? Right? <laughs> well, you can bring your own booze. I mean, you know, I don't mind, you know, but... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, if you if you ever come to Amsterdam, you can get a beer off me. But yeah, I, I think yeah, the discussion has also been uh, amazing. Uh, actually, you know, which which you know, I, I quite like to talk about the songs as well. You know, but it's really the, about the person behind the song, uh, about what what motivates you to write a song like that. And uh, you know, it's quite a heavy. You're quite a heavy group, anyway. You're a very kind of '90s angry metal rock, heavy rock. Yeah, that's 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 I what I get. The 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 night the nineties reference comes quite a lot, and it's not like I'm sitting down thinking I'm gonna write a certain sounding kind of song. But yeah. that people keep on telling me the same thing, and of course I'm a kid of the nineties, so um, yeah. yeah, I guess I just haven't evolved. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm a, I'm I'm a kid of the seventies, so yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's you know that's how that's how it is. No, but I I mean you know I see a lot of this kind of very melodic drums going on. These drum fills. Hmm. It's uh, your drummers. I don't know if you who's doing the drum. You've got a drummer in your uh, a, a, a regular drummer. I do have a regular one now, but <laughs> everything else on Spotify now there's like yeah at least three or four different people playing the drums. Yeah, so. There is a bit in the yeah. middle, sort of the midsection, yeah. where he's doing this kind of David Grohl yeah. kind of melodic lines on the uh, on on the yeah. drums, yeah. which is really really nice because if you listen to it if you listen to it properly, mm. then it's not the same every mm, time. Yeah. He's got a kind of a different melody going on in in, um, in his drum mm. line every single time, and then at the very end he's kind of really going hell for leather. Uh, <laughs> You know, which is a really nice build-up okay. um, in the in that in that midsection. Nice. Glad that you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I do listen to the songs, you know. <laughs> and they just have random people on, you know, it's like. <laughs> Who are you again? Oh, what did you write? Oh, oh what was yeah. your name again? Yeah. So what we're talking about is is that is that song, and so you say you've everything you've got on Spotify at the moment is not with a it's not with a regular group of of artists. No. So you are Tidal Wave. Pretty much. Yeah. That that's it. Pretty much. No. No. The, the only thing I don't do is the drums, uh, but everything yeah. else I do myself. So um, it's not necessarily the easiest way to work. Uh, or mm -hmm. maybe not the, or probably not the, the most efficient way to work, but it's uh, it's where I feel I need to be at least at the moment, and I need I need to be able to see the whole project through, um, mm -hmm. and and of course what that does mean th there's there's some good sides to it and there's some bad sides. Of course, the bad side the bad side is that you know it it, it does take me a lot of time to to finish things. Um, yeah. I guess, you know, when you have a, a different opinion or at least even if you work with a producer, the producer will be able to say, OK, no, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. This clashes. Do this instead. And I have to produce myself. I have to do I arrange myself. I produce myself. I do everything myself. I, like we were talking about earlier, I, I do the music video myself. I do the, 
you know, it never ends. Um, so that's why I feel I'm very slow in, in releasing music generally. Uh, and by the time I finish even recording a song, I always feel very completely drained uh, because mm-hmm. also I'm, I'm very, um, I'm very uh, picky uh, and I, I do very much enjoy arranging songs. Um, this is something mm-hmm. that gives me a lot of pleasure. I've, I love finding extra melodies, extra backing vocals, extra guitar melodies. That excites me a lot. Um, so, yeah, it takes, it takes me a, a, a lot of time. And even, even the drums, you know, to, to some extent, you know, I, I kind of sing the drum line to the drummer and say, can you go, boom, 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 you know, um, <laughs> the best way that I can. Um, and... Uh, you know, I, I don't think I always want it to be like that. And maybe I want to evolve to a more, really more, a real band approach at some point. But at, at the moment, I feel like I have to explore this kind of, you know, uh, solo artist, so to speak. Mm. Yeah. I need to go down that route, even though, of course, on stage we're a full band. Uh, yeah, that's what I was just going to ask you, is how do you do that on stage? Because do you just hire session musicians? No, I, so I've been, I've been very, very lucky with that one. Um, I've been lucky enough that I know a couple of people now in Berlin um, that they, they have, they pretty much all have their own musical projects. Uh, but, you know, every once in a while we meet up for Tidal Wave and generally that's when there is a, there is a show or a tour or whatever. I say, hey, look, there's this show happening. Um, are you available? <laughs> and if so, I say, all right, yeah. this is the set list. And okay, we meet up once or twice and then we play the show. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's all, it's generally, it's very tight. It's very stressful because it's not like we're, we're a band and we meet every week and we practice every week. We're not like that at all. It's yeah. very much like, right, this is the song, learn it. We meet up, we play <laughs> and, um, and somehow it's worked until, until yeah. now, because those guys are pretty good musicians. Of course, that's the only way that it could have worked. Um, so I'm, yeah. I'm, very, very lucky to have those guys at the moment. I hope I can yeah. keep them for yeah. as long as I can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Tidal Wave was never be. I, I've, I've never seen myself as a solo artist. That that's not me. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I don't want to explore it at some point. But and and I've been down that route. I've been down the the open mics. Just me with an acoustic guitar in front of people. Yeah. Which is the most soul crushing experience i think <laughs> you know but but you, you you need to do it as an artist right I, yeah you have to do it yeah <laughs> you yeah better experience the uh, uh, the lows of the lows I, i'm not sure what was if that was the lowest point of my life or you know playing as a band on a sunday night in front of just the other band um <laughs> you know but but <laughs> You need to go through those things, yeah. right? I mean, there's no other way around. Yeah, it's completely. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Every every musician has had it, you know. Those nights where you think, my God, why did I even come? Yeah. Why did I even get my guitar out the case? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, oh, that's part of the yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. You know, that's part of the life. Yeah, that's that's part of it. But um, but I'm 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 but yeah. But the end goal it was and always will be to yeah. To be on stage as a band, as a unit, and um, and and of course, we the sound is heavy, so you need to have that that you know that collective of people on stage creating that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, because you could like 
five people on stage. I think in there's uh, there's one video on there with in Berlin with five people on um, stage or six maybe. Four of us. Four of us. I'd like to. I'd love to extend it to five. That would be great. Uh, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, okay. So and this is the this deadhead is like just released last couple of weeks i think yeah very recently right last month i think yeah um yeah 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 and and it's already got like fifty thousand streams uh, it just it just hit sixty thousand today actually uh which oh which, very which nice. is great um it's it's been one of those cases where um and that's why i do really personally love spotify a lot of artists uh, complain about spotify but i think i think it's just like every other platform whether it's Facebook or YouTube or whatever. I think you have to you have to learn how the platform works, and then you have to you know you have to play. If you're on Spotify, you have to play the Spotify game, right, so to speak, right. Or same thing with Facebook. Yeah. You know, there's certain content that works on Facebook, and you've got to respect that kind of thing. You know, um, Instagram is of course pictures and stories and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, and I think I personally find it. Um, the social media I find really draining and um, it requires a lot of effort. Uh, Spotify also, but I find Spotify because if you're an artist, you're about music. It's the platform that resonates the most with me personally. Mm-hmm. And I find that it can be very re- rewarding. So in the case of Deadhead, as it has with a couple of my other songs, um, what I like about Spotify is that when it sees that people are kind of reacting to your music and liking it or whatever, it spreads it out to more people, right? Um, yeah. And on this particular occasion, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I did not expect the song to do as well as, as it has up until now. Um, Spotify decided, okay, I'm just going to show this to a lot of people. And I was, I was really, to be honest, completely surprised because one day I came back after one week and I saw how many streams he had on one day. I think he got 10,000 on one day. Uh, yeah, that's a lot that's of very very high. I've never experienced anything like this, and it's, and it was just and it showed you a little bit of uh, it showed me at least the, the the power of Spotify. Spotify can say, right, your song is great. I'm gonna show it to a lot of people. It's it's that easy. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a lot bigger than it's a lot more than Facebook, huh? Because Facebook is about your history. If you've got like a history of maybe fifty people who like your stuff, then they'll show it to like fifty people or maybe sixty people. Spotify is like it multiplies really fast. If uh, if a hundred people like your song, then they show it to another thousand. You know, it's like uh, multiplies really, really fast. Yeah. So um, so that's been really good. And so far, yeah, the, the 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 reaction to the song has been really positive. And 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 the craziest thing is, as always, this is a song that I've been very wary about putting out. Uh, I wanted to completely drop that song, not even a couple of months ago, because I thought that was just crap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's just it's just this kind of thing. You know, first you believe in it, then you work on it, then you think, yeah, maybe it's not that good, then you reworked it. I mean, personally, I'm, I'm a I rework songs endlessly. I I'm, I get a little yeah, bit yeah, too obsessed yeah. with things. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then generally I'm only really finished with a song when I'm absolutely sick of it. I'm just sick of it. And by, that, by the point yeah. I'm sick of it, I've normally decided that it's shit. <laughs> yeah, you hear every single thing that you don't like about it. And that's the only thing you hear. Yeah. With mixing, you can end, spend so many hours just tweaking yeah. Yeah. every little thing. And then you think, 
Oh, I like the way it was like four hours ago, a lot better. And, yeah. and that's why it would be great to have yeah, that producer that says, all right, no, this, 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 no, it's done. Okay, go home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's funny because I, uh, I listened to a podcast called uh, Your Band Sucks at Business mm-hmm. and also the Self-Recording Band, mm-hmm. uh, two podcasts uh, hosted by a guy called Malcolm Owenflood, who's in the Band of Rascals, a uh-huh. fairly big uh-huh. band in Canada. And... Uh, Self-recording. I can't remember which one it was. The self-recording band he's also in with a, a German producer called Benedict Hein. Um, who you should, yeah, I, I would recommend both of those podcasts for uh, for okay. artists. And one of the things they have, I think it was the bit your band sucks at business, is the business of being in the band. You know, it's like, and one of the things is like set a deadline, and it's the deadline is finished. Yeah. You know, it's as good as it's going to be because what happens is you end up procrastinating and going and carrying on and and it's never ever yeah. finished it's never good yeah. enough and at some point you're going to say this is it this is the time it's got to be out it's good enough and move on because the next one you'll get yeah. better yeah. and the faster you it to do that process of getting it out getting it you know starting a new one and, and getting better the better you become mm. otherwise you end up like having one single in five yeah. years and it being you know no better than yeah. the first single that you would have put out five years yeah, ago absolutely you know? <laughs> so talking about that uh, about the, uh, you uh, having a deadline what's your deadline for the next what's coming up in the next in the near future what's your uh, uh, I'm trying to do this thing where I, I can finally have a little bit of um, um, doing th- that's something I've been trying very hard to do to uh, uh, to have a few songs prepared in advance so those songs will be done and because I'm always playing catch up with releasing and recording and all that kind of stuff so um, having some songs that are being mixed at the moment I'm waiting for the songs to, to get the songs back at some point and I'm trying to use the time now to uh, to start recording some new songs so that I can be in the flow of you know constantly putting out new singles this year and by the time those three songs now that are being mixed are done i've recorded another three songs mm-hmm. and um and at the same time i'm also planning uh, uh releasing some all the songs uh that i have that i have um, mm-hmm. um f- from you know songs that i haven't i've never put on they could be mixed songs recorded songs but i just never put them on spotify or anywhere um so actually uh actually i'm going to be releasing a lot of stuff <laughs> this year oh uh, cool yeah uh really quite a lot so that's that's quite exciting um because yeah i, I i'm i'm almost i feel like at the moment i mean i had a friend that started to tell me why well, you just always releasing stuff and i feel like it's almost like a bit like a what do you call it um what's the word for it cathartic i guess like i i feel like uh yeah i really feel like a need of okay going back to your original question of what i want to be remembered for i started to feel this kind of need of you know i don't want to have if something happens (laughs) i don't want to have this kind of unfinished business you know of like all these songs that i really wanted to put out but i just never really put myself to to you know to 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 finishing them and releasing them and all that kind of stuff. And I'd, I'm really in this process of creating my own catalog or portfolio, if you like. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really want to do. Um, that's that's really my biggest goal because, I, I mean, I don't want to sound pessimistic, but I, I'm highly doubtful 
that there will be any shows this year. Uh, I don't yeah. see it personally. And I don't think those people that tell you that there will be, I don't think they really truly believe it either. No, no, no. And, and the other thing is you've got the whole vaccination. But before that, before everybody's vaccinated, it's probably going to be the end of the year. So yeah, then the, I think this year is not going to happen. And then they just, just concentrate on the festivals and the Bigfoot next summer. And then just like, because nobody's going to put themselves into the financial risk of putting a festival out this year when no, and also, there's chances are that it's not going to happen. And people are not buying tickets. Uh, from, I mean, yeah. that from what I've heard from speaking to bookers, uh, to live agents, people are also not buying tickets. And of course, why would they? Yeah. Uh, it makes no sense. Yeah. So, um, so I think it's, it's very much the year to yeah, focus on actually releasing a lot and creating a lot of content yeah. and yeah. building your brand, I guess, uh, so that when things do eventually, because they will, I believe, return to normal, you know, you, yeah. you have a lot to, you know, I think the mistake would be to say, oh, there's nothing happening, so I'll just take it easy. I think it's the opposite of saying, okay, uh, for me, at least personally, um, it, it's actually a bit of a relief not having to, as much as I love playing live, you know, it's also a lot of work and a lot of commitment, you know, to try to mm-hmm. organize concerts and play and all that kind of stuff. So it gives me a little bit of extra time to focus on, yeah, finishing those recordings, putting them out, promoting them properly, trying to raise my profile as an artist a little bit and um, trying to get a little bit ahead so that, yeah, um, eventually we can play in front of, I mean, at this stage, I'll be happy to play in front of 10 people. I I was always, I was always happy to play in front of 10 people, actually. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But the other thing as well, and, and that's one of the things we thought about, is we it became it became a blessing for us mm. actually, uh, because we really we we played a lot of shows in the last two mm. years, and uh, I mean we had a backlog of songs that we just never did anything with. It's like we didn't even work them out. It was like we you know we've kind of written a basic melody and you know and and this year we've just been so productive mm. in terms of writing yeah. and arranging and now recording and. Yeah, I think I've got we've got something like six songs that are already recorded yes. and in some stage of mixing. Uh, yeah, ready to be. I've got three songs that are ready to be released. Yeah. Okay, good. Completely ready. Perfect. You know, but then the whole thing is like, well, if, uh, you're doing really well as videos, all the artwork all and all the, stuff, the yeah. promotion stuff. That's why you need to be like three or four ahead because you need to generate time to make it make the video do all this and 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 generate all of this content that has to try and promote it but at the same time if you don't do it then who's gonna come to our shows if they don't know what songs which songs (laughs) we play or you know they can't hear our music somewhere or that's that's the that's the problem i think it goes back a little bit to what you were saying um and to what we were talking about a little bit earlier Uh, you know the way that i see it is you know um it's really hard because, again, the thing that I love to do the most is to create and write and arrange music and all that kind of stuff. But it's literally what I do the least of. Like, I almost don't spend yeah. any time actually writing any music. It's it's completely fucking sad <laughs> when you think about it. <laughs> However, at the same time, if I had not spent that much time, you know, doing the promotion, the video, the image, the Facebook, the whatever it is, I wouldn't have been able to create the opportunities that I got, you know, to play mm-hmm. in front of a lot of people. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's really hard, right? You, so yeah. in the end, like, 
I've, I've realized also, you know, I would love to put out as much music as possible. Um, however, and that's, you, you can observe that with, with many, many artists who have just the one famous song, you know, like one really good song, really well marketed will bring you so much further than a lot of OK yeah. songs basically. Yeah. So I think it's just this kind of like naturally being able to recognize, okay. And that's what I naturally do. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put a little bit more effort onto this one and this one, I'm just going to put it out. But this one I really believe in. So I'm really going to go all in on this one because I feel like it can bring me further in my career. Yeah. Um, of course, then there's other consideration like money, of course. <laughs> but, uh, but I think, yeah, I think that's, that's the interesting thing. I think, you know, it's, um, until you get in, a what I consider to be in a position of luxury of being able to delegate some of those things to other people. Uh, but that's, 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 that's the same for the majority of artists, right? Most of us don't have that luxury, right? Um, I think it, it, it's more of a curse than a blessing because there's a kind of a yeah. region where you, you know, you're a single artist, you're doing everything, you've got the work, uh, but you're also earning all the money or all the, all the whatever, the income is coming to mm. you. You don't have to share it with anybody. Mm. And then there's a kind of period where you have to delegate to people, you have to pay other people. And then the share, the money that's coming in isn't growing at the same rate as the amount of people that are sharing. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You know, so the, the cake's not getting any no. bigger, but there are a lot of more people eating yeah. out of it. Yeah. And, you know, there's that. I think that's probably a position where a lot of artists getting big really can fail. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, because, you know, unless you're like the, the, the super groups, mm. yeah, they, they're bringing in so much money, mm. you know, um, they could pay a whole team, but then, you know, yeah. there are only a few people that are making that kind of. Money. Yeah, I agree with you. It's uh, I like to compare it a little bit to to professional sports. You know, you ha you have those top teams yeah. of whatever top professional top athletes or whatever who are making generally a lot of money, and they have it great. And you always have that kind of like that those middle artists or middle sports people or whatever. And you know, in comparison to you, you it it looks like well they're professional, they're doing pretty well, but like you're saying, like a um, even like a, a semi-national band like a regular kind of band who you think oh they're going on tours and they're doing things all the time like you say they have to pay a lot of people to they've had to, yeah. to be where they are and those bands who you think they're doing pretty well are actually bringing in zero money <laughs> uh, and, and yeah. they're completely poor and uh, and you know they don't even get the money out of the streaming or anything like that they, 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 yeah it's it's I mean I think like if anything like I mean the whole covid situation has really highlighted the need for having different you know sources of income in any case i think as a if you really want to say okay i'm going to be like a full-on musician of artist i think that's something you need to think about as well like you cannot just rely on the music um yeah maybe maybe with your, with, with your podcast you have a lot of listeners or you know um if you have a youtube channel you know, you can monetize that channel. It's, it's, it's all about yeah. monetizing and diversifying and you have merch and all that kind of stuff and maybe Patreon and, uh, yeah. But and go, the list goes yeah, on and, and of on. Course, and the and on. never ends, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it never ends, yeah, yeah. Well, somehow this podcast has got I'm to sorry, end. yeah, I spoke too much as well. <laughs> but it was, it was fun. No, no, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's 
with some people you get this into a into a flow and it's like I could just talk all evening, you know, and I'm thinking, oh hold on. Um somehow I've got to edit all exactly, this lot to, to get down to half an hour. So uh, I've kind of set myself for a resolution this year which I've completely broken already. <laughs> to try and get it down to like, you know, manageable so that when I go to editing yeah. I don't have to spend ages and ages cutting stuff out. But anyway, not a big problem. So for you, there's uh, there are a lot of uh, new songs on the on the horizon, mm-hmm. uh, and anything else uh, we should know? Can you? I mean, you, do you make all the videos yourself? Uh, I've been. Let me think. Uh, not. The one for Deadhead is really cool. And the one for Deadhead uh, that was uh, okay. The last. I will tell you one thing. I said so. So the last two songs that I released, the last two singles, um, <clears throat> the first one was it was a personal project of mine to say okay i'm literally going to do everything from my uh, so i I recorded my kitchen uh there was a personal project of mine to say okay i'm not going to step out of my kitchen at all uh and i did everything the whole video the artwork the the whole recording and it was a one time where actually i hired a uh a a drummer an online drummer so so he recorded at his house and he just sent me the drum tracks and everything was done, you know, at home. I didn't have to leave. That was great. And for Deadhead was the same thing. Um, uh, I, I really wanted to have that kind of, um, hmm, I don't want to call it indie vibe, but a bit of like a garage vibe to it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So I found this guy that ju- I just said, look, um, can I give you just a little bit of money? And you film me in front of this white wall for like a couple of hours and uh yeah and the whole video was crazy amount of work but i just really wanted to edit the whole thing myself and uh i don't regret it i regretted it whilst i was doing it but (laughs) 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 now i'm happy that one that yeah now it's over yeah but uh but at the moment yeah I'm, i'm doing all my own videos yeah well, where can we find all of those videos? Where should we, you know, if we're looking for you on the internet, where is the best place to find uh, you? So I believe that if you just type Tidal Wave now on, on YouTube, I'm, I'm big enough. <laughs> uh, You're big get, enough. Closer and closer. I'm, I'm very close to a thousand subscribers on YouTube, which, uh, so I'm almost there. And I think you can, you can easily find everything. Um, I think if you type Tidal Wave Band or Tidal Wave Music, you can find me on YouTube pretty easily. Um, yeah, so you haven't got your own channel name. That's a thousand users, I think. Uh, I think it's called youtube.com slash it's a tidal wave. Um, because, and I really need to change that. It's because I figured that if anybody was going to steal the name tidal wave, I would need to come up with something that's a bit more different and memorable. And I thought maybe I would change the band name to It's a Tidal Wave. Um, uh-huh. But I don't know if I really want to keep it. But Tidal Wave has become very popular these days. There's a lot of artists on Spotify that started copying my name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't have the money to sue them. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Well, I'm looking on YouTube right now and uh, when I type in Tidal Wave, I obviously get Lots of videos of tidal okay, waves. Oh, oh, tidal waves. Oh, mm-hmm. crap. No, that's not good. Okay. <laughs> so, so, tidal wave music video. Yes, I've got you. Yeah. Oh, well. yeah. Oh, yes. yeah here's, let's say they've got, well, see one there. Let's have a look. Tidal. It's a tidal wave. 
I'm testing out. Uh, I might not just. Put, I might not put this in the show, but I'm just. <laughs> Uh, no. uh, Tidal Wave's a really bad one now right. because it's like okay. the only thing that you're going to get on Tidal Wave is um, is uh, of course actual, actually actual, actual tidal, wave. tidal Waves okay it might be time to uh, reconsider <laughs> but if you type in Deadhead Tidal Wave you get a whole list of seriously, yeah, yeah. The first one, the first one is uh, is Dean with a kind of a grimace on his okay, face, great. with a baseball bat at his throat. He's holding his own baseball that's bat it. at his own throat, just you know, <laughs> quite obviously. And there's the third one is a, a, a big laughing, smiling face. So, yeah, it, it's yeah, pretty cool. Okay, it works. <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Deadhead tidal wave. You're in. Great. That's again like a big. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it seems to take a lot of work to get to those. It's a bit like the the Spotify thing. It's really difficult to get people to subscribe or follow you. And I yeah. feel like once you get to those little milestones, it just accelerates a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 recently got like a hundred uh, listeners on a hundred followers on Spotify. Mm. I think. Uh, November or something, uh, might even have been December, yeah. and now all of a sudden we're almost at 200. It's That's like, right, yeah. huh? uh, you know, we, we, we've been on life for like a year and a half, and we had like thir- <laughs> up till September or something, we had like 30, yeah. uh, and now it's like, it just. It's, I mean, I've been, I've been yeah. begging people for a year now to follow on Spotify. Nobody does it because there's, there's no value in them, in it for yeah. them, basically. It, it, it changes nothing to them, basically, to follow an artist on Spotify. Uh, but for you, it changes a lot of things. <laughs> That's the yeah, 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 yeah. For the artist, it changes a lot more than anything else. I think a lot more than uh, than than you than, than Facebook or Instagram. You know, but I think there's a whole thing about Spotify. I don't know if you have that idea, but it's kind of this is like my archive. This is my canon. Yeah. You know, and we're not going to put anything like substandard on there I you know this is completely with that uh i've completely changed my my view towards that so i've yeah. i've gone from being that way as well of thinking oh i really need to put quality stuff to i wouldn't call it a dump uh so to say but <laughs> um but okay so you know i was i was mentoring nirvana and and yeah. probably for you with with some other bands uh, it will be the same. One thing that I absolutely loved when I was a teenager was uh, I would try to save up all my pocket money or whatever it was uh, because uh, once a week you could go to the flea market and at the time I was you could find a crazy amount of uh, bootlegs. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you would find all those live, uh, live versions of songs and demos and secret songs and all that kind of stuff. I mean, the, you know, the whole internet didn't exist at the time, so I remember like whenever I could find this specific bootleg of Nirvana or another artist that had all those songs that were not on the official CDs, it was absolutely amazing because you had the demos, you had yeah. the live versions, you had those B sides or whatever it was, and and. 
Uh, that's one thing that I really want to do with Spotify as well. So I think naturally with Spotify, you're going to go on the artist profile and you're going to listen to the biggest or the two biggest songs. But I like to yeah. give the opportunity that if, if you're a bit more interested in the artist, you want to dig a little deeper, uh, you can find that demo version or that live version or that acoustic version. So I've started to really embrace that personally. Uh, and I've started to put demos and all that kind of stuff. And uh, unfortunately, yeah. Spotify doesn't allow me to put uh, track commentaries right now. Uh, I don't know how to go around that. Um, but that's something that's, um, that I find very interesting. And I think for you also doing the podcast, uh, that's great. Because if you want to find out more about the artist, uh, I, don't, I don't even know if I can yeah. link the ep your episode to my Spotify artist page. I have no idea, but that would be great for someone who's thinking, oh, I want to find out more about this artist, then they could listen to it. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, you could put it on your artist pick. Yeah, I guess. But then that's only like for two weeks or yeah. something. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you, I mean, you could put it on, you could link the episode will have a, 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 a hyperlink. Yeah. Yeah. So you can always put a hyperlink on your webpage or something or, or you know, you know, somewhere that people can find it um but yeah you're right it's it's not at the moment i th I, th uh, yeah, I hope that spotify is going to do something a bit more like that, a bit more i keep hearing noises that they're going to they, they want to become more of a social platform yeah. or a social media platform yeah. rather than just this curator yeah. of music you know everybody's music library but yeah. uh, it's not happened so far I think it but will, I mean, it there's no reason soon. why you shouldn't be able to say this is, you know, yeah. my interview on that show and uh, I want to yeah. highlight it on my profile. Yeah. yeah, that would be amazing. I think it will happen probably, you know, they already, they yeah, already started this whole little canvas video thing this year now. Uh, yeah. So I think it's just a matter of time. Okay, right. So one last thing I want to ask you before we close, sure. uh, before we completely close the show down or finish off this evening is what are you listening to right now that you think everybody else should be listening to? Ooh. Your favorite, your new favorite Ooh, song. That's great. Um, since we were talking about Spotify so much, <laughs> maybe, I should, maybe <laughs> I should check what I'm liking on Spotify at the moment. Um, tell you what this this uh so it's really i do listen to a lot of things in my genre of course uh but there is one artist he's uh, like a he's like a very is the pure product of spotify i don't know what you would call it i guess it's rnb uh he's called cautious clay uh and he's got a pretty big following on spotify and uh, he pretty much does everything from his bedroom, from his little apartment, which I find absolutely amazing. Okay. Um, so Cautious Clay, I would really, I love his music. Cautious Clay, yeah. obviously uh, a Muhammad Ali reference. Yep. Yeah. Or a, yeah. But, uh, but well, for anybody who's uh, younger than like, I don't know, 30 or something, and probably would never have heard of, would not know that Cassius Clay is, in exactly. fact, uh, the first, the, 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 what was he called? The, the first given name of uh, Muhammad Ali. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Just trying, I'm looking at it. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing him on Spotify. Mm. 
Right. <clears throat> oh, cool. So I'm going to give that a listen. Yeah. Boy, he's got, yeah, he's got a big following, hasn't he? A million, yeah. two million listeners a, a month. It's a, it a pure product of, of Spotify. You know, it's kind of bedroom artists that started uploading onto the platform and it just grew yeah. from there. And uh, he, he does some really, really good quality music. I really, I really enjoy his stuff. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Right. And uh, anything else that we should... Uh... Uh, obviously uh, anything else uh, uh, you could listen to uh, the uh, sure I don't know I want if I want to call it a, a b-side of my latest uh, single deadhead but I uh, I recorded a Spanish version of that ah, song. yeah yeah <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this has got a really cool video. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this extreme sport uh, video. It's, uh, uh, it's a motivation song. That's uh, so. I, I was. It was. It was really exciting for me. I, I always wanted to do a song in Spanish. I, I really wanted to do that for ages. Yeah. Um, and I thought, okay, this is this is a perfect kind of song. It's a, a fast fast you know in your face kind of song and i thought okay can i just completely flip the topic around from something that's extremely negative to something that's extremely positive (laughs) and that was the whole idea it's a motivation song about you know you being able to achieve things through adversity that's that's what the lyrics are in spanish at least and uh and that was just a really really fun fun thing to do basically so so where did you get all the video stuff did, did, uh, I sp- did you do all those stunts no. yourself <laughs> <laughs> no no but I, I you know you, you just go on YouTube or other websites and you find all this uh, what do you call it copyright free uh, stock free uh, stock yeah, free yeah, images yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, try to try to find things that match up to the to the to the theme of the song a little bit, and you know, that's that's the way to to make some quick music videos sometimes. And um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that for every single video, but it works for for a few of my songs. All right, thank you very much uh, for uh, for coming on the show and for liking and the of following course, of course. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, to the result and of course I'll, I'll share as much as I can on my on my socials and uh, yeah uh, thanks for your time and uh, yeah okay. have a good yeah. evening yeah you too <laughs> great <laughs> take care We hope you enjoyed this podcast and that you come away with an appreciation of the creative process and, more importantly, have found your new favourite song. All of the songs featured in the show are on our Spotify playlist, The Enron's New Favourites, and you can find all the links mentioned in the podcast in the show notes below. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please hit the subscribe button. You can support us to keep the podcast independent and ad-free by signing up to our Buy Me A Coffee page. This can be a one-off donation for the price of a cup of coffee or a monthly subscription or even less than a cup of coffee per week. Our monthly subscribers also get access to our private Discord channel where you can hang out with us and other fans of independent music. Next week, I'll be talking to Rob Peace and Jack Malcolm of Peace and the City Grease about destructive relationships and lost t-shirts, which is the theme of their soulful rock ballad, Betsy. Thanks for listening. 
and see you next week.